and I'm joined by the newest and the youngest priest in the Diocese of Elphin. He's just recently ordained for the diocese and I have him on the line now. Father Franklin, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe, and lovely to be online to speak on the program as well. And thank you for joining me. And we spoke before when you were a transitional deacon and now you've been ordained to the priesthood. But first, maybe you'd remind us a little bit about your journey to here and to the ordination. And then we'll speak about your journey through ordination. Um, It's been quite a long but very interesting journey. Um, A journey through my early years of discernment and my time in the seminary as well. So I think just to... Um, just to shorten it a little bit, um, it's been more or less um, thanks to their incredible work of Bishop Kevin Dorn and um, more so between the agreement between my diocese and the Diocese of Elphin. So Bishop Kevin requested that um, I come over to Ireland to take up some studies in the major seminary and the national seminary in Minute. And during my time there, it was great just to get myself incarcerated as well into the Irish culture and the beauty of this country. And over the last few years, I've had the experience of um, having to learn and study theology, as well as um, benefit from the rich experience of the Irish culture. And so I haven't been, um, haven't attained or achieved my studies um, intellectually and spiritually. I was then ordained to the diaconate um, and sent to, for one month, um, sorry, one year placement in Boyle. And subsequently, after my ordination, I was assigned to the cathedral. So it's quite, a, it's been a, even though it sounds like it's very short and brief, but it's been a very long journey, over nine years. Um, yeah. And it has always been a long journey to priesthood. Tell me, first of all, about the, the young man before you became a transitional deacon. Did you always see yourself as a priest? I think when I was younger, I had, I think, my first experience of um, first contact with priesthood came when I was younger, just, I think, almost leaving um, primary school. And this um, relative, my I think a relative of mine, my father's friend, he, my father's, um, I think his uncle, his brother or something like that, he was a priest and he was just recently assigned to the secondary school in my parish. And I was always amazed because he always wore the black cassock and he was a very pious and devout man. And he was very intelligent as well. So I always thought to myself, but how could someone who is this intelligent become a priest? Because I always thought maybe priests um, 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 naturally would, wouldn't waste the talent so much that they have for the priesthood because they always thought maybe they're giving up everything for God. And so you don't actually need much. So but that man really inspired my life. And I remember one Christmas he was giving out gifts to my sisters and my my brothers and sisters, and he gave me a pair of socks, and that was very surprising because I wasn't expecting that. But I really cherished that because it was very simple but noble, and I kept that. I never wore that socks. I kept it very close in my heart, and every every day I would open and clean it every Christmas. I never wore the socks, but when I got into secondary school, um, um, there. It wasn't really, maybe it was just there at the back of my mind. And when I got through second school, I was very good at school. So my father really encouraged us, oh, you would have to go try to discern what you really like to be in the future, maybe a lawyer or an accountant or a chartered accountant if you want. And he'd be more than happy to um, sponsor me because he had he had the means and we all went to board, many of us went to boarding schools and, and I was in a very prestigious, the minor seminaries, like a secondary school and was really good as well. Towards the very end, um, many of my friends were all saying, oh, I'm going to this university, I'm going there, I'm going here. And 
I was thinking to myself, but the whole idea of the priesthood was still at the back of my mind. And even though I just needed someone to just to inspire or to rekindle that fire in me, and behold, this priest as well. And because I thought I was very good at school, I felt very guilty if I had to give up everything for to discern the priesthood. And maybe I was thinking, maybe this was not my calling, or what if it happens that um, it's not my calling? What happens now to my bright career that I should have pursued, maybe as a lawyer, or I was really wishing, I think, was discerning to be an accountant, a chartered accountant at that time. Um, so, but it was your calling then, and you went through that whole process of coming to Ireland and being ordained to diaconate in Ireland mm. and then going home to be ordained as a priest. Mm. Will you tell me a little bit about how those two experiences were different for you? Yes, so we had one of, I think, the Chancellor of the Diocese of Boyer at that time came to visit the minor seminarians, and he spoke a little bit about vocation in general, and he was... He was still, at that time, was a very, very intelligent man. So what really inspired me or what really brought back the whole idea of the priesthood to the fore of my mind was this man was giving up everything to follow God. Even even with all the intelligence, he was still very simple and he gave up his life, I think, as a sacrifice in the service of God and of of his brothers and sisters. So that inspired me. And I said, you know what? There's nothing more than just discerning this vocation. So I started and I said, I'll pray. And I really tried to get some spiritual help as well from a spiritual director, someone who would assist me on the journey. So that's how we started. So after one day, after, after one month, the fire of God was just burning in me. And so that's how the whole journey started. And as much as I was good at school or good at studies, I try to balance that with my spiritual discernment to make sure I'm actually going in the right path and probably discerning what God really wants for me. And thank, I think it's all thanks to the many holy men and women who have actually helped me along the journey because through the example, um, I think they really helped me to become the priest I am today. And, and tell me when you were ordained and what that day was like for you sharing it with your family. And was there anybody from Ireland that travelled back to your home country to be part of that experience? Yes, I think the ordination was very special. In fact, I was ordained the deacon first year in Ireland in the cathedral, um, just last year, the 6th of January last year. And for the priestly ordination, Bishop Kevin suggested that we go, we go over to Cameroon for that because it would be nice for my family and friends and all those who have known me to be there. So it was it was very special. I can't actually explain how it was because to have people travel from all around the world and from all around Cameroon and from all around all the parts of the Diocese of Kumba to be there for that celebration. And I think it was a great experience for Bishop Kevin because that was his first um first um first student to be ordained. Yes, first student to be ordained and his first experience of Cameroon. So he could experience firsthand the singing, the dancing, the choir and the offertory procession and everything was really beautiful. But for myself, it was very, very special. I can't actually describe how I felt like, but I, I can. It was really incredible. And special thanks as well to all those who really took part in preparing that day and the liturgy. And my family and myself, my friends, we really appreciate all the work that went into that. And was it hard to return from your home country of Cameroon to Ireland? Or is this where you really want to be? Um, you know... For me, it's been very easy to move because I spent um, the vast majority of my life in boarding schools from 
my minor seminary days and through the major seminary. So I've spent about 12 years or 14 years or 16 years, almost 12 to 16 years in boarding school. So I've always had their great, um, I could make the great freedom to move, even though I just really love to stay sometimes to enjoy the weather. So it was very much difficult sometimes, especially after ordination to to return, especially I know I was enjoying the lovely weather and the food and just the excitement as well. But again, after three weeks, my mom would say, okay, that's enough. You've had a long holiday, so you better go and start doing your work. And I it, I had to take up again and it was really nice. Um, but I've always loved Ireland. So I was really looking forward to coming back as a priest and to start doing the work. And because I've this is what I really longed for. This is what I really discerned so many years for and to serve the people of God, wherever that could be. It could be here in Ireland. It could be wherever God wants me to be. And it is great to have you back in Ireland. And it's almost like a process in reverse that years ago, people left Ireland to go on the missions. And now here you are coming to Ireland to minister to the people of Ireland. It really is. And and I remember my first year here, we went on a retreat on an island with, um, I think that was in um, Balintober, where there is a monastery there, I think an old monastery. And one of the monks who was just speaking, we were walking by the lake and he was just speaking to us about the whole um, ministry of Jesus. And it really dawned on me that, how is it that so many years I find myself here, I would never have imagined that maybe come this year or be in Ireland, and studying for the priesthood, and please God, be ordained to priest here in Ireland. It really, it really, it really touched me personally because I knew for the first time how God, God's providence could work, and how sometimes God can move you from one place to another, and just shatter all the foundation and the, all what you're building for yourself. I think I had a dreamt of. Uh, maybe in my life in the major seminary in Cameroon and I've been thinking of a life as a priest in Cameroon but God just just shattered all those dreams and had me build something new and I think it's really remarkable as well to think of the early missionaries who may have thought about the same to work um, to serve the people of God here in Ireland and God had different plans and different hopes for them and they all had to travel somewhere new to meet new people who welcome them and who, um, through their help and prayer, help them to draw more closer to God. So I, I just try each day to think of my calling in this way. And perhaps um, I know the people here have been very welcoming. They've been very kind to me, very loving, and they're very exemplary. And so through their support, the prayer, I learn each day to be a very good and holy priest. And you've obviously been very supportive of them. And uh, it must be great in some ways to be the youngest and the newest priest in the Diocese of Elphin. Will you tell me what you're looking forward to most about ministering to the people of Roscommon and Sligo over the coming years? Um, you see, my plans um, are is just to serve. And sometimes it could be serving um, the people of God wherever um, God wants me to be. But again, more or less, wherever whatever ministry the bishop would invite me into that could be the various ministries. But I think my dream and my aspiration is to serve in a very simple and humble way and sometimes to bring myself down to um, to meet the people wherever they are and to journey with them. Um, but at the same time, it would warrant that I should maintain my discipline, it should maintain the demands that I should maintain um, my own spirituality as well, being called as a priest. And I just know that 
um, the ministry here is not as you would have it in other parts of the world. And I would like to balance um, my ministry in the service of the people with my studies. And I, would, I really like studying as well. So I hope to not just just talk loosely, but I would like to talk and help the people know the reason for which we do this and we say this and we why this is very important. And that's why it's actually good to balance my day-to-day experiences with um, solid ground in the church's foundation and the reason why we do the things we do. Yeah. And I've had you on the show a number of times and I met you a number of times and you do really sound like you're so enthusiastic about this and you really are the type of person that very much brings your skills to the people. But can I ask you as a young priest, do you see any challenges for your life going forward now? I know you've left home and you're a long way away or are there other challenges? I think the first challenge being the youngest priest um, and especially being um, somewhere and coming from abroad is people would question me, oh, you're so young. Yes. And oh, my God, what happened that you chose priesthood? So that that question comes. Um, I think a lot of people keep asking me that. And sometimes maybe I'd never imagined that people could ask me this question um, as many times as I have received over the last few days. But it's been, it's a reminder that people actually notice that um, um, being young sometimes cannot be associated with being a priest this early, especially in the times we find ourselves. But perhaps that is what God has called, that's what God really wants of us. And that could be the challenge now because it's very difficult to have young people um, devote their lives in complete service um, of their brothers and sisters and to see priesthood as a way forward now. But I really think the priesthood is as much a gift and it's as much it could be a way of life that we can discern even from a very early age. So I encourage all the young people out there who might be thinking to themselves, I'm not really good enough or um, oh, that's not even what I, I can't even consider that way of life. To actually think about this way of life, it's a very rich way of life. It's a very noble way of life. But again, it demands a little bit of sacrifice. And I hope um, more people will give the chance for God to work through them and to give a chance for God as well to use them to become something wonderful for their communities and for the people they so much love and cherish. And maybe that challenge a youth in a strange way is positive as well, that it might challenge other young people to follow the path that you've decided to follow. Definitely. And I know Jesus loves the young people as much as he would want them to be that example for to serve the elderly and to serve the young brothers and sisters as well. So it's a challenge as much to me, but I think it's a challenge as much to every young person who's listening to this. And please just give God the chance. Well, I love the way that you say that the challenge of being young is something that maybe you'd turn into a positive and maybe encourage other young people to uh, follow this road. And you definitely have been a very, very good role model for young people. And I wish you the best with it. But I'm going to ask you one thing, Father Franklin, on this Friday afternoon. Do you have a blessing that you can uh, give, give over the air to people on this Friday? So I'll be praying for all of you who are listening now. And after the prayer, I'll just give you my blessing. Um, perhaps this is my first blessing as a priest um, speaking to Joe now. So I'll be praying for especially those who are traveling and listening to, to us here on the radio. I'm praying for those who are maybe sick bound and those who are at home, those who have no one to look after them. I'm praying for those who are listening to to us from the nursing homes and those who are listening to us from the offices or from wherever you're listening to us now. I pray that the Lord will be with you and you'll find God's grace and God's blessing and you'll find especially the support that you need at whatever struggle or challenges you're facing now. 
but most especially that you would know God's love and you would find God's support in your life and you yourself would get to know Jesus more. So the Lord be with you. I mean, the blessing of Almighty God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit come down you and remain with you forever. Amen. And that's a lovely way to end this interview, Father Franklin. I want to congratulate you on your ordination to priesthood, to thank you for choosing the Diocese of Elfin and the area of Roscommon and Sligo to come from so far away to minister. And I wish you the very, very best going forward. Thank you very much, Joe, and God bless you. Thank you indeed.